Welcome. Don't adjust your dial. Lo-Fi Polisac coming at you. Michael Pickering here talking about our famous question. What's going on in the world today? And we're doing that Lo-Fi Regional today. Folks in Africa and company, and I say company because... Oh, well, you'll see soon enough. First up, let's head on out to Uganda, where we previously talked about anti-LGBTQ plus laws that were potentially going to be enacted. They were passed by the legislature. They were sent to the president, but the president didn't sign it. Sent that back to the legislature, said rework this. And unfortunately, they reworked it, sent it to the president, and the president signed it. So what does this mean? It means that acts of homosexuality are criminalized. But in addition to that, in cases where sexual relations take place with either people having HIV or with minors, that the death penalty can be given. And and how do you go about implementing something like this? How do you implement any kind of law that criminalizes acts of homosexuality? It's all this person says, that person says. Like, it's just people's word against each other. This is a huge deal. It makes it to where simple accusations can get a person either near life in prison or even the death penalty. All because you're part of a community. Now, the bill does say, or rather the law, says that it is not illegal to identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community. The previous version did say that. The president said, no, you got to take this out. They took it out. But let's be real. This is still targeting anyone who does identify with the community in the entire country of Uganda. And what's the world say about all this? Cries of injustice? The breaking of human rights? The failure to protect minority populations? Yeah, a lot of countries are saying those things. And the U.S. has just announced this past week that certain Ugandan individuals, they didn't specify which ones, though I'm imagining it's probably people who are connected to the creation of this law, but the U.S. is going to impose visa restrictions on these individuals. Now, is this going to change the laws of Uganda? No, not at all. But it's a step in the direction of people saying to Uganda, this is not okay. And we'll keep you updated as we hear more people, because sadly, once a law like this goes into effect, sooner or later, someone's going to be charged with it. Ears to the ground, people. Ears to the ground. Now, also involving Uganda, but also involving the Republic of Congo, Egypt, Zambia, Comoros, Senegal, and South Africa, these seven African countries and their leaders and or diplomats, they all took a trip out to Ukraine and Russia this past weekend and this past week, to try and stop the war because, damn, this war is affecting everyone in the world, but it's causing major food insecurities in Africa. And these seven African countries said, enough is enough. You know, the war has to end sometime. It cannot go on forever. And for real, sooner or later, this war is going to end. Why not end it now? And you know what? That's such a damn true statement, right? So you know what? Why not end it now? Ukraine says Russia has to remove all its troops from Ukrainian territory before they'll even talk to Russia. Russia says 
this land is our land, and that ain't changing. I mean, neither side is willing to budge. So basically, nothing has changed. No one is moving. And these seven African countries took a really far trip, just so Ukraine and Russia can say, nope, we fighting. Oh, and P.S., Russia just added one more country to the list of nuclear-powered states in the world by giving tactical nuclear weapons to Belarus. What can we say about this? It's like Russia says we're all about peace, and then they're dealing out nuclear weapons to a major dick of a tater, President Lukashenko of Belarus. But you know what? I, I think these African countries going over there to try and actually stop the war, this is a big deal. Because we need people to try. And as more people try and fail, failure is of course going to happen. But perhaps next time, even more people, new people, will try and succeed. The war can't go on forever. And African nations, thank you for trying to stop it. Now let's head out on to North Africa and to Tunisia, where their fall from democracy to autocracy has just been tears. I don't know how to explain it other than that, just tears. So now what's up in Tunisia? The president made his new constitution, took over the entire country. He's a dictator. What's going on now in this neo-authoritarian country that was once the beacon of light in the Arab Spring? Well, some of the opposition politicians and critics of the president, they were arrested and they are facing trial for conspiring against state security. And now, the judge who's overseeing that case has ordered that no radio or no television news programs can cover the case. No TV or radio news can cover the case prosecuting opposition to the president. Yep. You can imagine what this is all about. Because let me tell you, people, TV and radio, massive as far as people getting news in African countries. A lot of what you see online is simply online versions of things that newspapers or TVs or radios have already broadcasted. They're just copying it to an online version. So if you're saying that television and radio can't cover it, you are probably by default saying that those companies can't cover it at all. But newspapers can still cover the cases, for now at least. However, newspapers, it's not a very diversified or big industry as far as news goes in developing areas. It's really not. There's no money in newspaper industry. So allowing newspapers to cover this, not necessarily a big deal. And also, that's for now. Let's see if that's going to last much longer. Eyes open on Tunisia, my friends. Now let's travel on over to Libya, where no government exists that controls the entire country. But there's talk of a new government coming to power. One to take over from the United Nations-backed government in the capital of Tripoli. And it would be an interim government that would, at least it appears, try to get new elections going. Because elections were supposed to take place in Libya over two years ago. But those elections fell apart and they never happened. And all this instability and infighting, this dates back all the way to 2011 with the toppling of then-current dictator Colonel Gaddafi. But it's been 12 years of instability in Libya. 
where no government has controlled the entire country. So eyes open on Libya, people. Let's see what happens and if this new government coalition gets off the ground to challenge that UN-backed government in the capital. And a last piece of news to send you on your way for the week. To Mali we go. Mali, a country that had a coup de coup in 2021 from its coup in 2020. Mali, a military authoritarian regime. Mali, a military junta. Well, Mali's having an election today, or had one yesterday for you, but that's today for me, Sunday. And results are expected to be known this week. And it's about changes to the Constitution. It's about elections. And depending on how it goes, the military says presidential elections and the transition to democracy could take place as early as February 2024. That's less than a year away, people. Let's see how this goes. This is a big deal this week, so eyes open, ears to the ground, lots going down in Mali. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Check out Thursday's blog on lofipolisai.com and add us on Instagram for all your local lofi summertime updates. And always remember that lofi polisai is more than just me. It's the week that we be. Talk to you later, lofi listeners. Pickering, signing off.